the 40th anniversary of the World's Fair here in Knoxville. Celebrations still going on. One more coming up. You do not want to miss Kim Bumpus, president of Visit Knoxville, has your invitation. Kim, you and your team always busy planning and hosting events in the city. (laughs) We are. We are. You know, you always think, oh, it's going to slow down in a second, but it never does. But I love it. It just means awesome stuff for Knoxville. Kim, I've been here, what, 22 years now? And what a difference this city is. I love it. So many events going on. I mean, Market Square downtown is just so alive, so much activity. It really is. You know, I think before COVID, it was crazy busy. During COVID, we only hit just a little short spell where people stopped doing stuff. And then for the last year and a half, all the festivals coming back, all the different events adding on, all the youth tournaments, the meetings, conventions. It's just been phenomenal. And we've also been celebrating the 40th anniversary of the 1982 World Fair since May. So it's just like the perfect combination. Oh, yes. And there's a very special dinner coming up that people are invited to. Definitely. So as I said, we've been celebrating the 40th anniversary since May, just like how they ran the 1982 World's Fair, which was May to October. So we're coming to a close. Crazy enough, I cannot believe it's October. But on Friday, October 28th, we are partnering with the Foundry, which during the 1982 World's Fair was the Stroh's House. And we're doing a ticketed event. And it is our last event to be able to raise money for the Sunsphere Fund, which is a secured fund that we created in partnership with the city and the county to add visitor experiences, enhancements to the Sun Sphere, which has been visited by over 39,000 people representing 50 states and 30 countries. So it's just a, it's an awesome time. So yes, we want people to come to this dinner. It is a ticketed event. It's going to be well worth your investment. So let's talk about the evening. If you buy a ticket, you're going to get surf and turf, hosted beverages. You're going to get dinner and reminiscing, and we have a great panel that's going to be kind of led by Bo Roberts, who is the president and CEO of the 1982 World's Fair. We're going to have people that were on the front line telling their story, like Sam Maynard, Jack Neely, Patricia Rebellio. We're going to have folks that were actually there working and sharing with us their experiences that Quite honestly, a lot of them are really, really funny stories. And then we're going to close the event with a live auction. And we are going to be auctioning off all the different memorabilia that's been donated to Visit Knoxville over the last few months. We're also going to have some other key experiences that you can partake in. So it's just really going to be a a wonderful evening. Can you share any of the live auction items, the memorabilia with us? Uh, You know, I think (laughs) you should to buy a ticket to learn a little bit more about that. But I can tell you this, there will be some original things that were at the 1982 World's Fair as a part of this live auction. There's going to be partnerships uh, with different photographers and different partners that have stuff to contribute. So there's just going to be some fun stuff and there'll be some experiences. So if the World's Fair wasn't your thing, but you just want to come to this to support, that's okay. We will have some other items that you can you know, partake in maybe a trip in Nashville and some other fun things, if that's a good enough tease. Oh, it is. It's a night you don't want to miss out on. You mentioned Sam Maynard. Who cannot have fun around Sam Maynard? And he always has a great story to tell as 
He's the executive director over at James White Fort. That's right. And then when Tim is going to be with us that night, so who will be holding the fort down? <laughs> <laughs> right. People are going to have to stop by and visit that some other time. But try to make the 40th anniversary of the 1982 World's Fair Celebration Dinner. And this is coming up Friday, October 28th at the Foundry at World's Fair Park. This is just a great opportunity to go out there and support Knoxville and the Sun Sphere. Yes, and we appreciate you so much. I hope that we'll get uh, over 300 people to buy a ticket. That's really our goal because we do have some limited seating. But if you want to learn more, go to visitknoxville.com slash 40 dinner and everything you need to know will be right there. Kim Bumpus, president of Visit Knoxville. Thank you and all of your staff for all the wonderful events you put on. Looking forward to many more. Well, we appreciate everyone and I appreciate you and helping us get the word out. And as Kim mentioned, Sam Maynard of James White Fort, the executive director, he is going to be there. And I have him joining us this morning. Hello, Sam. Hello, everyone in Knoxville. How are you? I'm <laughs> great, but we go further than Knoxville, believe it or not. Oh, absolutely. We sure do, especially with James White. We do want to hear so much about James White Fort with the city celebrating 231 years. But first, tell us a little bit about this special night at the Foundry celebrating the wrap-up of the 40th anniversary of the World's Fair. Yeah, uh, the end of October was the end of the World's Fair. It started in May 1st in 1982, and I was one of the employees of the World's Fair. I worked for Walter Lambert, one of the vice presidents, and I got to just I did everything that they needed to be done, and that's basically it. We had six months of the most fabulous party, and all the people coming from all over the world visiting Knoxville. And uh, they're having um, a little celebration of a dinner with Visit Knoxville, and this also is goes in to help with the Sun Sphere on maintaining it. And I'm one of the panelists that actually worked there, and so if uh, people want to ask questions that has come to this dinner, I'm there to help answer questions, and there'll be quite a few other people also. All right. I didn't even think you were that old, Sam. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I was a mere child. <laughs> Is that how it led to you being the executive director of the James White Fort? Oh, roundabout, one of the ways of that. And uh, just being part of the first families of Tennessee through different parts of my family and also uh, Basically, all of East Knox County is somewhat related to me one way or the other, such as uh, the Pratt Pavilion at UT. He's a second cousin. That's Larry Pratt. So uh, this sides of the family, I'm related. You have a big Christmas card list, don't you? Somewhat. Yeah. <laughs> and that's all they can get is a Christmas card. <laughs> well, let's talk about the James White Fort. I loved my tour there recently when I brought some family members down there, and it's just so interesting. And now that the city is celebrating 231 years, what better way to get a little history lesson than to be at the birthplace? Absolutely right. James White was uh, in a Revolutionary War as a captain, and by his service, he was granted 1,000 acres of the Land Grab Act back in those days. Money was not very plentiful at that time, so land was. So he came and built uh, the fort. Uh, 1781, when he moved into the two-story house, and the other cabins were built two years later. And people were coming down the French Broad and the Holston River, and uh, the flatboats, they would start, they would stay there. It was more of an outpost. It was also uh, 
the trading post for the state at that time. Well, we really were not the state. From the Atlantic to the Mississippi, we were all North Carolina territory. And uh, Knoxville got started in 1791, briefly right here. And uh, we were still in North Carolina when Knoxville was built. But five years later, 1796, on June the 1st, we became the 16th state of the Union. And Knoxville was the first capital of Tennessee. So James White did a, a, a quite a role in making the city and helping with making it a state also. And also he was in, instrumental in the lost state of Franklin. One of his famous fourth great-grandsons was Tennessee Williams. So the family keeps on going on with a lot of famous people throughout the years, and they're, they're still around. And the old cemeteries around here where everybody was buried, and uh, being, he also donated the land to start the first Presbyterian church downtown. He gave land next to that, which was a Burwell building built, and to start with the College of East Tennessee, which went to Blunt College, which went to the University of Tennessee. So he did a, he did a lot of things to help and with the city and keeping it going through all these years. And Sam, do you ever see any of the extended family members? Do they ever stop by the James White Fort? Every once in a while, I do. I do keep more of them in contact with the Williams part of the family. That's Tennessee Williams' um, relatives. But uh, every once in a while, we do have some come in from out of state that uh, are claiming to be part of James White's family. And if we do, we have a huge book that is about six inches thick or more with all the family members that uh, from James White at that time. So actually... We do. Every once in a while, have some family members. Anybody who has not been to the James White Fort, go on a tour. Go see my buddy Sam. What days and hours are you open? Right now, we are open Monday through Saturday, except football Saturdays. We are not open. That's pretty Nobody smart, wants to though. Come downtown. <laughs> downtown on a football home team Saturday. But we're open uh, from 9 30, and our last tour is at 4 o'clock. Now, after. December, we're open only Monday through Friday, and it is around 10 o'clock last tours at 3 o'clock because it starts getting darker early until spring, and then we open up seven days a week, uh, five days a week again, five and six days a week. Come on down and see us. Oh. If it wasn't for James White, we would not have a Knoxville to live in. Oh, that is so true. And you know what really sticks out in my mind from from my recent tour there, Sam, is the way they slept, the beds. They were... They just appeared so uncomfortable. Yes, they were stuffed with straw. It's that cotton ticking, like a big cotton bag stuffed with straw. That's what they actually slept on. And they changed it uh, when the first harvest came out of uh, the wheat and the dried straw. They, they restuffed those again. Even the Hermitage in Nashville, his beds were uh, stuffed with straw, Andrew Jackson's house. That's the way it was back in those days. And what else can you tell our listeners about what they will see or experience while they visit James White Fort? Well, they'll experience a courtyard uh, with all the cabins around it, all eight cabins, and also the antiquities inside of cabins that date back to the period of time and actually how they lived. We have uh, things in the cabins such as leather britches drying, and that's green beans that they strung up to dry. That was a source of uh, protein food in the wintertime. Herbs, peppers, spices, things like that are in the kitchen wing. And then actually when you go in the main house, you can see how they would live and, uh, and also upstairs how they slept. And then the other cabins is a smokehouse. We have one guest cabin 
that was a museum. The other cabin is uh, showing the loft, how they would have a loft cabin and a blacksmith shop. And, uh, of course, you do have the entry cabin, and I have an office cabin there with where I'm in part of a lot of storage stuff also. So that's, that's basically what you see. What he did was when he built the stockade wall around us, keep out a lot of the wild animals, and, of course, if there was any kind of problems with the uh, Indians, but he did speak the Cherokee language in the negotiation with them also at the Treaty of the Hostin. But uh, three cabins was used as guest cabins. I call it Knoxville's first motel to uh, actually house people when they came down on flatboats instead of them all staying in his house. So they could several families would stay in there, sleep and eat, and they had a big courtyard with a big pot and things like that. That's what you will see, plus more, and you can ask us questions on what took place at that time. If you don't know exactly what it is, we will come back and we'll discuss that with you and show you and show you the artifact. You will be so, amazed. I'm amazed, too, at how, how well it's been preserved. We do a lot of work on it. We're not owned by the city, county, or state, so it's basically what I can do to get grants, membership, sponsorship, things like that, just to keep my doors open and it maintained. And we got a fantastic board that really pitches in and helps us with different events. They're diversified in the age groups, and they really got their heart interested in the fort. And that's what really, really counts, just like, like me. I've been there going on 19 years, and being an executive director, no benefits, and there's not a lot of pay in it, but it's the love and the heart of what you like with history and also what this beginning of the city of Knoxville proclaimed. You're so perfect for that job, Sam. Thanks, doll. <laughs> and uh, what is the best way the community can help out and, and keep James White Fort going? Well, we do have memberships that you can get on online at jameswhitesfort.org, or you can come and visit, and we have little membership uh, envelopes right there also. Basically, that's it. And when we do have events, come and help support our events when we do have those. And um, that's what you can do, actually. And also, go take a tour anytime, except for game day anytime. Saturdays. <laughs> Any, anytime. Yeah, except not on home football Saturdays. And before we go, where do we find the James White Fort? We're at the corner of Hill Avenue and the Hall of Fame Drive, right across the street from Women's Basketball Hall of Fame, the biggest basketball in the world is where we're located. We're a block from Blunt Mansion and downtown Knoxville from Gay Street. So that, it's very easy. If you get off I 40, follow Hall of Fame all the way to the end of Hill Avenue, and that's where we are. All right. It's very easy. You can also go online at jameswhitefort.org. All right, Sam. That's right. We'll see you at the fort. Come and see us. I'm holding down the fort every day. <laughs> I love it.